You're listening to The Soju Sessions, episode 65 on the Soju Talk Nation podcast feed. I'm your host, Crispy, also known as Crispy Wanton, or simply just Anton. And on today's episode, we're at the final. Queendom 2, episode 10, the final with Reach. Yes, this is the last episode. This is the last of the series. This is the last of our series reviewing Queendom 2. Um... A very emotional episode, a very emotional time in recording this. It's been an incredible 10 weeks, 10 week journey of following all of these amazing female musicians, um, groups, um, soloists in Hyolin. And, you know, a show like this you know, did a really great job of uh, showing the human side of the music industry, K pop industry. Um, you know, it really gave us the things that were important to all of these people and the compassion and care that they had for each other. I think at the end of this entire series, what was my big takeaway was all of the relationships they built, you know, between groups and what those relationships will mean for them moving forward. Um, we did get to see the strength and the bonds of the people that they were around every single day, whether that was the members or just the recognition of all the staff. And I think that was kind of the, the most sincere message that I took away from this entire show. Yes, it's a competition. Yes, it's incredible stages, music, dancing, um, character work. But at the end of the day, there are real people behind making all of this work. And um yeah just want to give a big shout out and recognition to everyone who worked on the show whether it was the specific groups and companies um staff uh, like Ensoa mentioned with all the hair makeup costumes managers managers that hung out with them for uh, 24/7 as she mentioned and uh, the choreographers all the dancers yeah no it's it's a complete human production with a lot of great human elements and a lot of real, genuine emotion. I felt it all. I was so happy to have gone on this journey to uh, you know, watch this show and be part of everything. So yeah, um, I'm channeling my inner exy right now. I want to just cry and talk on this microphone, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah, just an incredibly great time. And I uh, hope you enjoy this super mega-packed episode. We go two hours recapping the finale because there's a lot to talk about a lot of stages and a lot of uh people moments that reach and i really really connected with um and it was just incredibly meaningful yes thank you for being here this entire time and you know going on this journey with us and thank you for listening um it really means a lot that you hung out with us for 10 weeks um on these amazing recaps so yeah let's get into it coming up my chat with Reach on Queendom 2, episode 10, the final on the Soju Session. Joining Soju Sessions on... The finale, the final of Queendom 2, um, to discuss episode 10, the one and only Reach. Welcome to the show, sir. 
finally we're here reach back again yeah no this is this is a kind of a, a momentous moment it's uh it's the end of this incredible show that we've invested so much of our time our energy our emotions uh, our intellect <laughs> into for so long um yeah just kind of thinking over it for the va- the past few days it's gonna leave a void kind of in my life kind of emotionally spiritually in a lot of ways just because we did get to spend so much time with all of these amazing female artists and yeah. I, I don't know what i'm going to do without being able to see them all together on a show every every week moving forward um you know you know as as goes life you know things change and they move on and things end um kind of indicative of like the end of the school year but you know it, it's one of those emotional touch points where it, you have to enjoy the journey because things do come to a, an end eventually for sure this, and this show was absolutely a journey um so the finale was a live broadcast they um did a lot of intro to the um to the groups at the beginning a lot of filler discussion. Uh, shout out to the host, Heian, and um, shoot, I always forget his name. What is the sir, the, the man's name? Youngjin. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They did a great job of just hosting it live, just keeping the show moving. Uh, the broadcast time or the show time was three hours, a little over three hours, like three hours and three minutes. Amazing, but at the same time, man, they really had to fill three hours here and there. So yeah good on them um any any quick overview thoughts you had about uh the start of the show um before we get into uh the performances um well they had like a 30 minute like you said filler live stuff they have to do um i guess i guess Taeyeon in that leather dress is fire <laughs> i'll just like get that out of the way Yes, uh, it's leather. It's like a pink beige. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's something else. She's incredible. She is 33, everyone. Um, <laughs> she, and she looks stunning. Um, yeah, it was really cool just to see them all on stage and um, kind of get kinda live reactions out of, out of all the members. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure it yeah. was a, a bit choreographed and a bit scripted in the sense of the members knew who was going to be asked the question kind of at least a little bit ahead of, ahead of the time, but they, they kept their, uh, the responses pretty short and concise. And I think they did a nice job of keeping the show moving in that. Yeah. And also I think you, you write on the order. <laughs> Thank Spot you. On, Spotify and Mnet. Great collaboration on that playlist. It was <laughs> totally not a spoiler for everyone. Um, although I think they did realize it and they didn't make that a point of emphasis for the story for the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also for the listeners, if you hear coughing, you boycott the vid. So I try to, you know, turn my head as uh, as best as I could. But if it caught on, then, you know, my bad. And no worries, man. Just you feel better. You know, we'll, 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 we'll push through. We'll, we'll, we'll go through the struggle. Just like every single group did. We have to. We have to. In this yes. show, yeah. Um, Luna started with COVID. I'm going to end it with one, I guess. <laughs> that, that is poetry if I've ever heard of it. Wow. Starting and ending the same. 
Um, so the introduction showed the ups and downs of the show. So a lot of flashbacks, a lot of cuts to different moments, a lot of crying, a lot of uh, Sola was was on repeat crying. Um, the pool party situation with uh, Brave Girls was also a point of emphasis for a lot of the cutscenes. Um, and then it was um, Yu Jung with uh, while she was eating, c- continuously asking if we're so bad. That was present so often in this episode yeah yeah uh, they, they got to build the the emotional tension potentially this being this being the last time that they're all together yeah yeah all right let's get into the performances so let's we get uh stage number one with hyorin uh bringing along her friend uh e young ji with waka boom um what did you think about the the prep work for this stage and what Godin was reflecting on as she was putting together um, the song. So I was remixing it and then, you know, collabing with Youngji. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like whenever we see Hyorin, she's always walking with something on toe, like a bag or something. Some, uh, just an observation. Anyways, uh, well, apparently this is a, a song she wrote like three years ago. Uh, so it makes sense that all these songs kind of like represent the group really well. And the addition from Youngji, that's like what a feature, right? And um, I mean, I really like their prep um, segment because it 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 feels like another show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It. It was really light. I think it was a great way to start the show um, because it didn't feel like Hyodin was super stressed about it. She's, she was talking about, like you said, having the song for three years, just recomposing it, rearranging it, and trying to update it for the show. Um, and then just hanging out with Youngji and then spitting bars in her studio. Great studio, by the way. I would love to have some situation like that for like a work. It's like her house slash studio. Yeah. It's incredible. It's like overlooking the city. Um, and it's got this like really... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It just it, it's like overlooking a city, but it feels very like like a neighborhood. Neighborhood, but like you feel very grounded, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a beautiful sight, and then that's where she's doing work. Yeonji uh, spits freaking bars, hot fire, um, and they just vibe into the song in the studio. Good. <laughs> yeah. So not not too much because I I I would imagine they don't want to show too much in the prep work, but I don't think she uh Hyodin struggled too much in in this um in these scenes. Um, they did go right. Yeah. Through. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, you know, like Hyodin is she's like not faced at all going first. She's like she called out Brave Girls, kind of like like in two different segments. Like, oh, okay, we'll I'll make. I'll make my performance forget all y'all. <laughs> the confidence. Yeah. Definitely a pro and um, an experienced competition show participant. Right? She was the ebbs and flows of it. She knows what to say to uh, yeah. build the attention and um, you know, get the camera focused on her. Yeah, good, good on her. Um, so with the stage, um, the theme is very gold, uh, very desert. Um, it starts off with a cinematic of her on the desert looking for something, and she pick, it sweeps up gold. Um, I guess, as they described it in the last episode, uh, very um, Arabian Nights 
very Egyptian like sounds in the song. Um, mm-hmm. I, my one critique of the song that we know it's from three years ago, as she mentioned, it also sounds like she's using tropes from three years ago. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, no, okay, this makes sense now. Um, what did you think about the, the song and how she performed it on stage? You know, I think she performed it the way the song like give off the vibe, I think so. Uh, I wrote down Beyonce vibes because it feels like it, you know, like when she, when Beyonce did that, um, I forgot what the song was, but you know, when she got all that people the same way she did, she got like an army of dancers around her and the performance with the throne. It's kind of reminds me of like Beyonce. Yeah, that's like like the main thing that popped the first thing in my head. I did not draw the connection and now I cannot unsee it. So way to go, sir. Yeah, no, I, I totally feel the, the power and kind of the energy that she brought on stage. Um, just a very powerful performer. Everything from the choreography where she has a ton of dancers. It's all in service to, f- to focus and highlight her. But they're also all like incredibly powerful and amazing in, in their own right. Right. It, there's, a, there's a really nice synergy and balance between her using the dancers, uh, or her having dancers on stage with her, but her still being um, this incredible, this incredible force. Um, the singing, yeah. uh, characteristic belting in this song. I think a lot of belting in this song. Uh, she really goes for it. Um, she went really high. Yeah, she went so hard. Um, it almost feels like, I mean, it ebbs and flows, right? But it almost feels like it. She goes super hard all half the song. I, I I didn't I didn't track the amount of times that she went to that high note, but it did feel like it was it was very present. Uh, like every other line is a high note. Yeah, every other line is a high note. Every other line is a stop where she just to like focus in on the microphone. Boom, hit you with it. Um, the the outfits were great. Uh, a nice great combination of white and gold. Um, giving very evocative of sand. Um. Very much uh, the queen on the throne. Uh, but let's talk about our friend here, ENG. Yeah. Uh, yep. Amazing introduction to the stage. I actually forgot that she was going, that she was going to be on there halfway through the performance. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, oh. I was like really focused in on, the, on the performance in Hyorin. You know, it was incredible. And I forgot. <laughs> And then, she, and then she pops up on the stage with uh, the other groups. I'm like, oh, let's go. This is it. Um, what did you think about Yonji popping up, hanging out, vibing with everyone, and then uh, her, her delivery? Pop right in front of Luna. You know, she got that Jesse vibe, but with like twice the energy. And she, yeah, she killed the stage and just... I don't know, swag her way up to Hyorin and people's uh, reaction was just, oh shit, we fucked up. We, 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 we shouldn't make her go first. <laughs> I love the reaction of everyone else on stage. Um, Sin- Sinvi just has this characteristic, like, I-, I love it, but, you know, I'm, I'm still holding it together while, was it Luna that was losing their mind? Like, yeah, she popped up right in front of him. Yeah, everyone on Luna like essentially fainted. <laughs> like, yes, this is very much them. Um, I think Chu was the one they highlighted a couple times, and she just like has the Chu face, but it's just so 
exasperated. Almost like a face of disgust, but disgust in how cool it is. If that makes sense. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then Yunji making it up to, to the main stage. I loved it. it. The only performance that utilized the crowd in that way, um, because then it kind of forced the camera to show the entire arena. And then for me, I felt like it was more engrossing. Because now you get the whole entire geography of like how big the actual um, setup is and then where the mm-hmm. stages are placed and where that middle section is placed relative to everyone else. And it's just like, yeah, no, that, that's pretty cool. Um, and then they ended together. Um, yeah, yeah. Dancing. Um, that's really nice. What, what did you think about the dancing? Well, we know Yonichi is a great dancer. She, uh, I mean, what what's to say? Like, she got the choreo down. She got the vibe of the song down, yeah. A lot of power poses from Hyorin. Um, and then there was the choreography section at the end with Yonji. Uh, it's crazy to think that um, back in the day when Yonji was doing the um, competition shows, uh, I forget the titles of them, but she did a few of the rap shows. I think it was on Pretty Rap uh, Stars. I'm not sure which one it was. She did maybe. a few, right? Um, and she was just like a rapper, right? A really good rapper. And then she did Good Girl in 2020. Um, and then she, we didn't really see dancing from her. But since she's collabed with a lot of big musicians um yeah yeah with, with soyan in, in particular we've seen a lot of dancing from her it feels like she just took dancing classes and like is in there in the lab for like six hours a day learning to dance because she looks like a natural now yeah, she dieted i think using dancing and they just like i think maybe yeah like just a great combination where um the yeah. physical activity and just like I, I gotta get right so then i can move this way and just like good for her because um she does she does also look not like it, it she lost weight in a healthy way if that makes sense yeah yeah not yeah. like a dramatic like oh my god like who is she anymore um yeah because uh yeah she did lose weight you know that, that's very clear if you've seen her back in the day to now but it does feel like it's a natural progression through athleticism which is this dancing it's good for her um, any any other thoughts on uh, Waka Boom? Nah, just uh, a good first stage. Yeah, great opener. A lot of power, a lot of energy. Um, crowd pleasing because definitely the feel there. All right, let's move into Ujusanyo, Cosmic Girl, with Aura. Yeah. Uh, I will let you start because I have a lot of uh, feelings here. So, <laughs> Reach, what do you think about Aura, um, the prep work for Ujusanyo? Well, XC the composer. All right, she um she said that person that knows which one in the best is me. And and she kind of like knows what part to give what member. So that's you know, that's the uh, advantage of that. And I'm not I'm not gonna lie, you know, producer XC is pretty attractive, you know. We all like it. And um after all that, it's nice to see the members also give like, like a thank you surprise party for all the hard work. Uh, yeah, and alcohol, of course. <laughs> I I would like to just start with alcohol. Um, if there was, if if I ever needed any more of a reason to fall in love with XC, alcohol is more of the reason. 
Um, no, but going back into the uh, producer XE side of things, really great compilation of just thoughts and ideas of why XE feels like she has such a responsibility of, of, of a burden for the success of Ujisonya, right? Um, mm. He is incredibly musically talented as far as being a producer, understanding her members, um, but really cares for them. I think what was enlightening was the fact that um, she knew how to communicate to each one of her members differently. That kind of works best for them. With Bona, it was very um, like loving, like a friend. Um, with Dayang, it's like sarcastic. It's like, oh hey Yunjun, it's like, well I called you that because like you're amazing, like her now. It's like, oh that's kind of funny. And then um, uh, <laughs> I think it was Subin when she she was really pumping her up on the different parts that um, were more of a experiment for her. Because I, I feel like Subin's story for this entire show is that she's trying to be more well-known as the as one of the main vocalists for Uji Sonia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that was a really nice highlighting point where Exy was just like so elated that she went for um, that style that she gave her, right? Um, there are a few other members um, I think that was highlighted too. I think Yorm is there and um, Insu. There was a lot. They, I, they essentially went through all of them. Um, but it yeah, was they did. really cool to see all of those little like, character moments. And just her in the studio with members. Yeah. It was literally. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you're fine. Go ahead. Like it, it was literally like her. Her method of like trying to, because I I know they've been like in the business for a long time, but you know not everybody have that. Uh, spotlight like you know like you know you know always there there's a uh, the most popular member. Always get the spotlight. But over here, she's trying to actually is trying to like make everyone be the star and try to break out of that shell. Even you know, cause if if you're a member that's not very popular, you you, you tend to stand to stay there, and you know, so this is a great chance to do that. Yeah, it, it it's really reflective of how much the members and the team as a whole mean to one another, right? Yeah, um, and I. I'm sure in, in all in most groups that's the case, but it's very rare that you actually get to see it, and you actually get to um, kind of low key address the the lack of screen time for a lot of other members in other places. Um, not necessarily just Queendom, but just like I don't know, like side content. Sometimes there are definitely the top members that just get all the edits. Uh, in this mm -hmm. case, they did at least a good enough job to have XCB the focus of this story. While then also going on and, and interviewing all the members to talk about why um, it means so much to them, I thought that was just incredibly uh, heartwarming. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry here. God, can't keep it together, man. Um, come on now, come on. It's, uh, I, you, you know this. I, I just, uh, I'm as soft as Xy is. So that, that is my life right now. I'm just the softest. All right. Sure. <laughs> uh, let's get into the stage. So, Aura, um, it's a very dark fantasy um, concept, very similar to the first two stages. Um, what did you think about the song and the stage execution? Well, we talked about the song last week, um, but the drones, they're, they're using technologies that other groups are not. So I appreciate the drone work and with the Sola controlling them. 
Um, and then it starts with that, I don't know what the form, the circular formation with all that arm choreo. That was pretty sick. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, it's, I forget the, the I, don't, I don't know if there's a name for it, but it's essentially like the, the snake choreography where you stack up people behind you and then you make yeah, it yeah, wave yeah. and flow. Yeah, that was an yeah, incredible yeah. visual front, front shot. And also before that, like uh, with all the back dancers, with all that, like, can you, I guess you can call it like a tutton, something like that. And yeah, that was pretty cool. But then afterwards, I think this performance kind of straightforward for me after that. It's just like a, uh, it's, it's a good stage, but nothing wows me as much, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'll I'll touch on that as well, kind of to start with a, a bit of a critique for the stage. I think it was um, the least, um, I guess, stage crafted of all of them. Um, they really mm-hmm. only had the bleachers at the end that was a different prop for the members to interact with. They did use the side stages, um, but not in a very... Not, not in a way that required it, right? Like, if they didn't use the side stages, I don't think... the Performance would have changed very much. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we would also talk about the uh, the elevator stage. Um, every group oh, yeah, used yeah. it. Um, I, sometimes when groups used it, I didn't really understand why. I would probably say for Cosmic Girls, this is one of those times where it's like it, it, di- it didn't really change the performance, right? It's It was kind of just used because it was there. Um, yeah, yeah. But as far as the... That's yeah. Um, as far as the things I loved about the stage, um, I think this was a great representation of Cosmic Girls being a high quality precision execution unit, right? Um, uh-huh. They, as far as singing, it was all on point. Everyone's parts were very highlighted. Everyone's parts were very well characterized. Like, you know, which one was dying, you know, which one was Yanjan. Um, and it was cool to see uh, Subin and Aleta at least having something, right? Because sometimes they get left, left behind. Um, yeah, yeah. And, so, and then so you combine the singing with the execution of the, the choreography. I think uh, maybe I'm biased, but I think this was the best choreogra- choreographed stage of all of them. Mm-hmm. In, the, okay. in the sense that it was just so tight. Like, yeah, yeah. There was... There's nothing you could point to as far as like someone messing up or something not being uh, performed correctly Um, because it was all about precision. It was all about lines, as the dancers would put it, Um, and even using some different genres. Like you said, tutting, um, a lot of different arm arm formations that are very um, similar to that. So Mm -hmm. I would say on the choreography sense, if you're just looking on the technical aspect, incredibly well done. Well-oiled machine kind of. Um, but again, it's it's what what's the emotional impact of the uh, the performance afterwards? And if there's something missing, then for me, I think it there was a little something missing in the sense that it was maybe a little too dark and a little detached emotionally. But I think the song is great. I love the song. Performed amazing, and um, I think it's one of those safe number two picks, which I think is the the case for a lot of people, right? It's like I see, yeah, really good stage. Let's just give it number two or three. Yeah, it's it's odd because I was like, "Whoa, drones!" and then arm, and then and then I was just I was and then I keep watching because the the intro just wows me, right? And then yeah, I, I, like 
Okay, it's good performance. Like, whoa, they're really sharp. Their core is good. But then, like, at the end, I'm like, okay, it's good. Yeah, that's that's good. And then, like, yeah, like you said, there's no lingering feeling after that, which is a really good stage. It's just weird. I don't know what, what I'm feeling afterwards. Just I feel like there should be more in the directing for a final stage. Yeah, a little something, a little emotional punch to, to keep you to keep the stage in your mind as far as like a very memorable mm. stage. Um, I thought it was interesting that they cut to um, the idols here and there for some of the stages. So with this one in particular, um, no, nobody's trying to like look, um, you know, negatively, but. When the stage isn't like the most, when a stage like this is primarily about like focusing in on the details, you're going to catch people where all they're doing is focusing on the details. So it looks like they have a blank face, but I don't think they they thought blankly of it. I think it was just like, I have to absorb everything. Where if you cut to um, the members for the Hyoden stage, it was a party. So everyone yeah, was yeah. like dancing and like vibing. Maybe they missed details, but at the same time, that was the purpose of that stage. So interesting reactions in the moment because you, you can't edit that out and you can't really hide those. But um, yeah, I don't think negative is, is the intent of those. I think it was just like there was a lot to focus on. Yeah, yeah. Um, my face is exactly the same. All right, let's move on now to Kepler with the girls. Can't turn me down. Um, the, I'll stop. No, you're fine. You sing, keep singing. Let's, let's get you in the Kepler. Remember number no, 10. No, no, my throat hurts. I'm sick. I'm sick. Stop. Fair enough. Um, the, the prep work was about the struggles of Kepler, you know, being a new group, only having been put together and debuting in January, um, you know, going against all of these seniors, um, all the history that the groups have. Um, you know, VVZ is G-Friend, so, uh, and that's part of their story. With Kepler, they really don't have a history and kind of what that means as far as wanting to enjoy the experience, enjoy the ride, uh, being respectful uh-huh. of their elders, but then also knowing, uh, also wanting to win, but then having to kind of resign to the fact that, you know, we, we need to keep working. We need to just enjoy the ride and grow from this experience and really just be thankful that we not only have each other, but now have all these friendships with the other groups. I think that's what yeah, they're yeah. at. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about the cute little uh, photo section with uh, Cheyhan setting that up for the members? I just one of the I like like the prep pretty much doesn't really um, focus on the prep for the performance, but I guess like their journey, right? And it's kind of nice to see because everything digital now, so it's nice to see film. Uh, what do you call that? Film reels. Uh, Photo uh, reels. I don't know what what you call this. A uh, film. Uh, film. Films. Yeah. Yeah. Film. I'm old. I should know this, but. <laughs> no, Anyways, right. yeah, that's yeah, that's really nice. She went to like a print store and print them all, which is like what I do back in the day. Well, the thing but, is now, like, you can do that, and then it digitizes it, so you have both the yeah. digital copies and like the physical ones. So like, you don't need the, yeah. uh, the negatives anymore, which back in the day you needed to keep those negatives if you wanted those photos again. Sorry, I digress. Go. Yeah, back in the day, I would be back in a couple of days to pick up those those photos. Anyways, um, and then they went to their, uh, did they go to their practice room and read all those letters? And yeah, I'm not gonna go over. You know, it's like one of those thank you 
letters. That was really nice to see, and and even you know how even um, such a new group with such a short history, but they went through a lot, and you can totally feel it in that segment. Yeah, a lot of thank you for being here. Um, you know, really understanding the the weight of the moment because they are so young, but most young groups won't have this moment to learn from. I think they really appreciated that at the end. As hard as it was, considering it is a competition show and you're essentially being judged by the entire world, now you're yeah. being told by the entire world that you are fifth and sixth repeatedly every week. Boy. I, As a 16-year-old, yes, so, you are learning so much about the world and how crappy it is. So shout out to you for just being a good person. I love her. At the end of it. Cause, uh, she, does, she seems like she has a good head on her shoulders, right? Like She's, she's got to she, figure it out. Yeah, yeah, she uh, does. Now, all the girls, she's but like, specifically her. She felt like she's the most mature there. The most mature 16-year-old I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, the stage, the song. This is a girl crush, heavy-hitting song. I said this last week, and I stand by it. I still like this better than Wadada, because this is like the character of Kepler. Um, what did you think of it coming together uh, on a stage? This is no, uh, not bad mouthing, but this is a much better stage than the second one. Um, the opening, that fan out, I don't know what you call it, the fan out opening and was amazing. And then Hikaru, no need to, I'm not going to even touch that. Hikaru kills every stage, like, God damn, that girl. And... What I really like about this part is the the Dion and of course Hikaru duet, like in the like in the other part of the stage, the one that's like in the middle. I thought that was really nice uh, highlight of the performance. Um, I really like that choreo. Uh, it's really he matches the song well. I think he matched the vibe well. And can we talk about that chair part? Yo. <laughs> Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, this is an example of using a lot of prop, well, using props and stagecraft, um, just the right amount where it's there, it's present to kind of keep the stage moving, right? Yeah. To, you know, keep you engaged into different aspects of the stage and the performance. That chair sequence. Holy smokes. Chairs. Um, Who thought that? that? Yeah, well done. I, I don't, I don't know, but good on them. Um, I want to touch on a point that you said about Hikaru. So if you, if you followed Girls Planet, you know you know her. To me, when after the show, it was really surprising that she wasn't highlighted in Wadada. I was just like, she's one of your best performers, and you gave her a rap line that was like you couldn't really tell if that was her, or Diane. Right? If you're listening to the song, I'm just like, I I don't know what separates mm. Hikaru in, in Wadada. Right? If you're a brand new yeah. like Kepler fan, right? In this show, I'm so happy that the producers or whoever decided to write the show said, hey, she's a really great character for television. Let's showcase her. And now everyone who's not a Kepler fan, who's maybe a Cosmic Girl fan or a Luna fan, sees this girl and she knows that she is everything. Because she is a 
amazing performer. All of the facial expressions that also match the song perfectly well. Um, kind of a, a, I think she's a dance savant, to be honest. I think she can do anything. Um, and the fact that she got that highlighting section with Diane, that they definitely are like the hard carries of like performance for the group. Um, and then I like the the second version, the second one of that in the performance where they do the trio, where it's uh, Diane, Guru, and Shin Shouting on the platform, mm -hmm. right? Um, I, I think there's something there with that trio that I feel like that's a really strong dance line that they need to push in some way. Um, at least moving forward as a group, maybe not like as a unit, but like how how do you maximize that for future comebacks? I feel like they have something there, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Chehan is just a great singer. Right? I feel like she's always a great like uh, center. That, yeah, that bell at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't mention this for the, uh, the stagecraft, the, the fire at the beginning. Uh, that was kind of nice. That's a good touch. Um, and at the end, too. Yeah. A great, great like symmetry, right? Start like flame in the foreground and then they did their thing in the back. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a lot of very visually eye-catching things on the stage, right? So I think if you were comparing to the other stages, those are the elements that would stand out that other stages yeah. not, right? Um, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, but I do want to mention one person who I think uh, has benefited greatly from the show, who is also Ooh. a young person, a young'un. Um, I think she's the <gasps> second youngest. She, yes, has, yes, yes. she has energy that is... Um, I'm going to be the leader of a future group after Kepler Energy. Can't believe she's that young. She's in high school. She got picked up by Luna. Amazing. That's true. But like, when she's on the stage, it's just like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, she's 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 got it, man. Like, yeah. I don't. It's one of those where it's like it's hard to put into words. But when when you see it, it's it's part. You know, charisma is always thrown out there. But I think the way that she one all the technical aspects are great think singing um is actually a part of is probably more of a strength for me for her. yeah yeah mm -hmm. um so it's really about like how how do we um allow her to grow and get her focused in on more for future kepler things um or even not if 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 that doesn't happen with kepler again she's the future leader of a group of whatever company she's at i don't know where she's at but yeah wait too early man no, I'm I'm calling it now. I think she okay. should be oh, a really? leader in the post Kepler group that she arrives in. In in three years, we'll we'll check that. Yeah, because if she's what is she seventeen now? Yeah, she's, she'll be twenty. Perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean she already has it now, so it's just like. Oh, and their comeback is coming soon, anyway. The the poster has me thinking different things. <laughs> another show <laughs> it's well we'll talk about it quickly so we've kind of established that kepler is really good at gold crush here in this show mm -hmm. right? um it, it feels like the new song is going to be a, a lighter song a brighter song yeah i don't know like I mean, we talked about this in, in with with other groups it's like what what's your character moving forward and how do you how do you iterate on that in small ways are they experimenting maybe i don't i don't know that that's a discussion for another time but guess okay i guess we're taking the segue of the summer comeback uh you know how like most groups tend to break um concept when it comes to summer yeah 
I think that's what they're doing here. Okay. Like I can buy that, like on the historical grounds of like what K-pop represents, right? But yeah, yeah. At the same time, Kate Kepler is six months old. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they debuted in January. <laughs> yeah, they're literally. So yeah, man. All right. Well, anyways, with this song, with this performance, I think they performed it to the best of their abilities. A lot of great standouts from def- different members, um, but I would have to say it's it's a lot to overcome as far as the rest of the the groups and the the points yeah um good 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 on coupler uh no 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 i think we got it all right um we're gonna talk about the loves of my life (laughs) (laughs) bbz red sun exclamation point um yeah we we got the g-friend girls I'm gonna let you start again because I just have so many emotions. Um, uh, what, I thought you have so much things to say. I I do, I really do, but I I'm going to let you okay. start. What, what what did you think about Unha taking Umji and Sinbi to the restaurant where they used to eat at as G friends? Yeah, I never tried monkfish. That's what they eat, so that's an interesting dish. I would love to try. Uh, yeah, that was really nice nostalgic thing. Uh, to do um, they also are we going to talk about the restaurant first and then we'll jump into the song yeah let's, let's talk about the restaurant okay uh, well it's just nice uh, it's it's similar to what Kepler did when they say all that thank you but this is like kind of like a like a nostalgia trip and got them you know emotional especially in, uh, <laughs> our favorite on her uh... And Shinbi, of course, take a picture of those or take a video of that. That's really funny. Yeah, she she really knows how to balance out the emotions of the group. <laughs> yeah. She, she, yeah. Shinbi is just so like, like, oh, you're crying? Ha ha. Smile. Yeah. Um, no, a really great reflective moment for the group, right? Um, it got me really emotional seeing like the old footage of like baby Umji. I'm just like, oh my god, you're 16 in that picture. Um, it really goes to show just like what G Friend meant historically for K-pop, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of new K-pop fans don't know just like how prevalent and just how successful and how well liked this group was. Um, and I don't think things like that happen anymore where a group, you know, captures a very specific type of Korean, um, uh, Korean appeal that is huh? also a little different because it, it has a, the wholesome Korean appeal that I don't know if that's ever going to be the same again. Does that make sense? I don't understand this wholesome Korean appeal you're talking about. Uh, well, yeah, I, I think I phrased that incorrectly. Well, because, you know, K-pop trends tend to be um cyclical so um well maybe i phrased that incorrectly well let's put it this way g friend appealed to k-pop in a different way that i feel like than than a lot of groups is that at least a fair assessment okay okay right. i mean uh they they appeal to it all ages is what is that good that is probably where i was going with broad okay acceptance of people right large demographic yeah okay yeah, that's yeah. what i was going for yeah. gotcha 
Because in my head, I'm thinking like Sistar, which is like, they're amazing. They're great. But, you know, they're very much like the Summer Queens and the kind of the sexier side of K-pop. Yeah, where it's more like, male friends, right? Male friend. Yeah. Uh, we're G-friend. It's, they, they do something that is, um, uh, like you said, more appealing to everyone um, across demographics, ages, and gender, right? Where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. the little sisters that, you know, you, know, you just want the, the best for. They're just doing really the whole nation love them. Yeah, right. Um, okay, yeah. Take keep going because I'm I'm going to lose everything. See, emotions very hard to think. Go. Got it. Oh, and I got spam call. Hold up. No problem. God um, damn. Well, let's take it. Spam calls. <laughs> it's just one of those days, man. Um. Well, let's take it into the uh, the prep work in the um in the room. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. The uh, you want to start or. I'll set it up because this was a great, okay, okay. This was a great insight. So, um, Cindy, Umji, and Unha meet with their company, and the company has ideas. They show past performances on Kingdom and Queendom, and it's Stray Kids and it's G, G- Idol. And then, you know, they're politely, respectfully, you know, ex- receiving the, the input. Then they show them the old G Friend song. And they said, We want to do this. I got chills. I was just very. I I'm so emotional right now. Uh, what did you think of that interaction and how they eventually landed on Red Sun? Yeah, in that meeting, literally, like honestly, the members wasn't listening to anything the production put out for them. They're like, no, we know what we want to do. It's the song that we've been begging to for to source to put out a single. I've been rejected for all these years and this is the time to do it and every member loves it and you know it's perfect you just have to update it to you know 20, 22% and like I said it's my, one of my favorite song and you know what it's very G-Friend-ish type and yeah I mean it's great job for keeping the song and remembering the song so yeah yeah, it it just so many memories of what that style of G friend music sounded mm-hmm. like. Um, definitely updated for a stage. I mean, there's a lot of stage elements that I think a little bit more musical than the original version. Um, but you know, shout out to them for having by for sticking by that song right? and really saying like, "We want to do this." Yeah, um, can't believe we got rejected that many times, even for B side. That's crazy. Maybe it was maybe it was too fantastical and musical for like an album. They just couldn't find like um, a concept that was going to work. But it's but in line though with like everything else. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, um, well, their their losses are gained in a lot of ways because now we get a stage for it. Crazy. Um, so the rest of the prep work is the um, the members in the dance studio with the team. Very fun and light. I think Unha was just so happy that she had this enormous screen. <laughs> I'm just like, yes. Can you just, you are the main character. Can you just, can we film you for like three hours? I would watch it. Um, you would. Uh, and then they, they rotated the screen for Umji's van cam. It's like, oh my God. Imagine that enormous screen rotated. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it was just a lot of fun seeing them, you know, collaborate and work together. I think they've had the most fun on the show where it's like, yeah, they want to win. But I think they're just happy that they can do this with each other. And they also know that they're good. 
they don't need yeah. that, that extra sense of validation because they've, yeah. they've done everything already in a lot of ways. They can finally do the song. Yeah. Um, get to the stage. So it's a fantasy Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Um, the members start. Um, they are in three dresses that are different colored. Um, wow, I don't remember the colors. Um, but it's very evocative of just like being in a fantasy world, falling through, um, falling through the rabbit hole, and arriving here. What did you think about all of the theatrics of this song? And um, what kind of emotions did you feel with the song being paired so well with the stage performance? Well, you know, I kind of have a different opinion. You probably did. You probably not kind of like. Um, you know, I feel like once you see like a because this kind of theatric musical type of theme, right? For me personally, like if I see one, like I don't want to see another one. So I kind of like oh, it's a musical. I was already like at that point when I hear it in the first like couple seconds, I'm like, I already have like like an underwhelming tone personally. I'm like, oh no. But then I thought the theme was great, the Alice in Wonderland kind of like, you know, from G Frank to VVG, Alice moved from like her world to a Wonderland. Um Umbrella work in there is pretty nice, like like it uh represent like something getting thrown or something getting moved. That was really nice. And um you know there's just a, a weird um feeling I get when I watch the performance. I couldn't pinpoint where but like throughout the performance like like images of like past G Friend stages just pops in my head. For some the reason. The dresses. The dresses, man. And the sound too, like it just pops in like uh, and I couldn't really I guess uh focus on the stage they're performing. Uh that's that's just due to my own bias, but yeah, uh, I don't wanna say any more bad things about it but it's just it feels underwhelming to me i know it's good i know it's uh uh they did it well but it's just like i said it's like to my own biased preference i feel like it's underwhelming yeah don't don't apologize it's um yeah i'm glad that you you at least made that connection with what you are looking for in a stage and then kind of the things that would you know drive that feeling into a different direction yeah. Um, for, for me, I, I really just saw this as a great pairing with the song um, mm-hmm. because it was so theatrical. It was just so light and bubbly and them really just like enjoying the stage together. Um, liter- literal bubbles <laughs> were used <laughs> in the stage as well. Um, and then I, 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 for me, this was the best stage crafted performance out of all of them. Right. They, mm, wow. they used so many different props. Um, they used the set in full. Um, I mean, they had guys on stilts, and then they had um, the teacups with the umbrellas, and then there yeah. were people in there <laughs> to rotate them and move them along. Um, and then they had dancers in masks and frown face, frown face mask that was matching 
um, Umji's section in the song as far as musically and kind of the emotions that she was bringing into that performance. Um, and then for me, Sunbi is the highlight. Um, I, I love on her too, and there she is. But uh, the fact that she goes into like this very um, like bright, happy like smile that's also very believable. But because we know her character, that's the little opposite of who she is. But she sells it really well, right? And then there's there's this this there's just an airiness. Like she's kind of floating on stage, um, it, like literally in the sense that the way that she takes her steps very lightly, right? Like that's uh-huh. part of choreography, choreograph, choreographing a stage performance is how do you move? Like what, um, what are your movements telling the audience, right? So for all the members, just the way that they were kind of floating between the different parts of the stage, very light steps, um, you know, the flowing dress and the spins, just like very like visually appealing in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I, I think all of those things came together really well for me and the fact that like all the members, uh, the song is sung sung at a, a higher note than the past songs. I would say, um, in the sense mm-hmm. that Umji and Sinvi were singing in a higher key this entire time, and I'm just like, wow, oh, wow, <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm I'm very happy that this was their stage, and um, I, I'm I'm happy for them. They seemed. Like they didn't really care about the results at the end. They were just happy to uh, support each other and then support everyone. Okay, that's good. That's good. Anything else? Uh, any, any any negative things that you have? No hey, worries, hey, man. Hey. Well, I mean, any uh, critiques? I think is the better better word for that. No, I think you got it. I think I'm just gonna have I me mean, repeating what you said, but it's just you know, like I said, my own preference. Yeah, no worries, man. Couldn't um, get me there, yeah. All right, let's get into Luna with Pose. Um, you're the big orbit, so I ooh, will ooh. set it up. Um, have you ever walked at four in the morning to the sunrise and reflected with your friends? Because <laughs> that's the story here. How'd you, how did you think about all the emotions getting into this uh, final stage preparation? Ah, uh, Luna. Like they practice like 5 a.m. and then hey guys, let's take a walk instead of like going home. Like the t- determination was there. They have to see the sunrise kind of to get their mood right. And I love them. I don't know what to say. I'm an orbit. And the practice section was another uh, drill sergeant uh, Eve uh, came into play again and uh, it's interesting that uh, she kind of you know how like she's really strict with like what the movement and everything but in this one she's trying to uh, incorporate like free free parts like hey you, you pose here but pose whatever you want so that's really nice she kind of um, didn't spoil too much but uh that was nice that was nice i i just um replayed that uh hiking part like two times because that's bring bring the feels bring the feels yeah it was a nice contrast right where you started off the prep as eve leading everything again she is incredible god i love her yeah i i 
you can my favorites for every group are very much um in in um in focus every time I talk about groups. I don't apologize for that. Um Eve is great. Um I, I think it also matched the song because it was kind of this hip hop, um, you know, laid back freestyle type of song. But she mm-hmm. wanted that to be incorporated within the choreography. So there's some very specific, like hard hitting moments, but then like the pose, um, and then some of the transitions. Um, even Heejin was um giving suggestions that, yeah, let it be loose. Um, because it's like you're freestyling, right? You're between different um sections. So I think that played in to the song really well um so pretty cool that you know she kind of coached luna the heejin and eve can coach luna um with a lot of attention to that type of detail right again i think eve and heejin are dance savants they're just kind of amazing so i i don't know man just like there's so much talent and i i always just want to highlight that and kind of pay respects to the fact that like yes they're talented but also like you don't get there with hard work and it definitely shows because a lot of the hard work uh, is representative in um you know, the the way you communicate and also how like it, it plays out eventually uh walking up the hill adorable really funny um they are they're all looking for the moon at first so they can pray yeah. to it <laughs> God. And then the sunrise came, and then they prayed to that, and then they lost their minds when they actually saw the sun. So, uh, good, good, good kids. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, so, with the stage, um, pose, right? So, uh, it's a lot of uh, a fashion runway type of situation. Uh, red carpet, uh-huh. right? Yes, um, that's what I had. Right. Well, yeah. Well, One well, more word. All right, get into it. What? What else? How else did you feel about the, how about the stage? Paparazzi, like, like red carpet paparazzi. Uh, dude, they got so much swag here. And oh, I got this kingdom feeling when I watch like kingdom feel the type of performance when I watch them, and it was like I was t- taking it back because like. I, I know I know I know Luna is like kind of like the like uh that sharp dancer mimicking a boy group, but I always have that vibe. I always recognize them as a girl group, but in this performance, you know, they, they exude that boy group vibe and with all their swag <laughs> if I can say that, yeah. Um Go ahead. Yeah, no. Um, swag is definitely the word of the day here for performance. Yeah, and you touch on a lot of things. I want to touch on the uh, costume. Holy oh, yeah. cow! All right, so best the, rest. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would say for this this episode, best costumes, uh, best outfits. The 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 theme is denim, so it's definitely like clear that they're all going for that scheme. The denim pants. Everyone's tops are different. Everyone's tops are incredibly eye-catching and different. Uh, let's start with Eve. Uh, oversized jacket, but it's long and flowy. And then she's got mm-hmm. the crop underneath. Luna, a, a lot, bless them. They, they are all wearing like a version of a tank top or a sports bra. It's very aggressive. Yeah, It's yep. a, a little surprising for Korean television, but they pulled it Ooh. off well. Um, yep. 
What the heck is Yojin wearing? This magne needs to calm down. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, Kim Lip and her faux fur jacket, the crop jacket. Yup. Holy cow! Um, at, at the end of the performance, Kim Lip and Eve both take off their jackets. So it's like you see the guns. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Got it. Good, 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 good. good. <laughs> um, yeah, I just and it just it works really well with the stage, right? Because again, it's a very like aggressive hip hop type type sound type sound, um, and it's more of like a counterculture. I, I think is the story because uh, okay, because like they're like on the red carpet when you're posing for paparazzi. Typically, you're um, you know a little fancier, right? Where it's like no, the clothes are like nah, like we're gonna do our own thing. We're just gonna be kind of aggressive. It's like the counterculture fashion of that. I think that kind of worked in a, a very abstract way. Either that, or I'm looking far into things in the wrong way, which I probably am. Um, yeah, well, you're. <laughs> yeah, I'm that, I'm, I'm yeah. that person. <laughs> um, we'll get into the song. So, how, how do you feel like the song played into the performance? Perfect. Not biased. Uh, perfect performance. Uh, <laughs> I really like that. Like they're, they're good dancers. Uh, they fit the song. They hit every beat. Um, the dance break part. I had to watch that. I had to like watch that on the side like like ten more times because that's just amazing. Heejin do her thing. Eve do her thing. Everyone did. Uh, I just hope we had more Olivia and Vivi in there. But anyways, uh, can we talk about Cherry's hat flip trick? Yes. Live on TV. That is impressive. Good job. Good job. Um, and um, I think they also used the entire stage really well. Like at the, say. yeah, at the end, they, they had all the members spread out evenly and knew the choreo. Yeah. So that was really nice. And I thought this is the best stage. Uh not biased. Uh <laughs> and you know, it reflects at the end when we talk about it. Yeah, hundred percent. Um I have a question. Go ahead. What when did Chori get so cool? She's so cool. You know, she's she, look. If you want to see how good she danced, like one of the, it's just really good at popping. If you go back to, like the dance covers, you just, just, just single her out, like the way she like, pop and lock, like she is crazy good. Yeah, I. So this show, the magnificent part of the, about the show is you learn about other groups that you know if you don't watch all of Luna's content, which there's a lot. Um, you just wouldn't know certain numbers. I think Eve, outside of the show, probably still gets a lot of attention. Who gets a lot of attention? I didn't know too much about Chori. I like the, I like the group's music. I listen to the music all the time. Um, but now I know Chori. I would say she's probably one of my favorite kids on this group. <laughs> Man, she again. It's all about like what stands out to me, and I think that she has a very like subtle. Um, power to her. Um, the fact that she was in the dance group really like it's like okay, I, she yeah she can totally hang. She's there. Um, yeah, I, I, that's why like it, she really drew my attention on the stage. It's like what is happening? Yeah, why is she, she so is cool? fierce. And um, who does the b boy move? Is that Kim Lip? Yeah, Kim Lip did. Yeah, what? <laughs> How? 
Uh, that practice, practice, in, practice. In, yeah, incredible. Way to go, Luna. Yeah, no, this this is a good side of them because again, they've always been known as great dancers, but now you could see um kind of a looser genre of dance. Because I would say like butterfly, right? It's it's very precise, right? But it doesn't really allow too much room for freestyle or ad lib. This it's like it's loose it's dancey it's jumpy it's uh it's got the yg jump to it you know um yeah but also it, it's still very luna in the sense that the parts that they have to hit precisely oh my goodness they do like yeah, yeah. at the end of final pose they waited until the song end and then and they did they did the what the the camera flash for and they did their v Ah, good stage, stage. I uh, think they also. No, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, this is uh, orbit time. This is the orbit hour. Go for it. Oh, you know, like in the beginning, the prep, they were kind of like uh, going back to the previous episode, saying, you know, I feel like all the other groups kind of like think too highly of us, and this is like after this performance, I feel like you know that gladiator. A movie when the Maximus says, "Are you not entertained?" This is the this 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 reminds me of like after they're done with the performance, they like, this is what this is what we do, this is the expectation that um that you can have of us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's good. It it definitely shows a different genre for them, right? Um, and to me, I feel like the well, my favorite groups of the entire show um, have been the ones that have done different stages almost every time. Mm-hmm. So mm. uh, I would say Luna is uh, definitely up there for me. And uh, BBZ, they've done different genres almost every single stage. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so much happiness from this show. <laughs> That's where I land. Um, any other thoughts on uh, your wonderful, wonderful girls? I was so hard to say. Wonderful girls, Luna. <laughs> no, uh, they killed it. They killed it. Alright, uh, let's get into the last stage. So they won the previous week's challenge, the fantastic song. So they got to choose and they chose to go last. Brave girls with whistle. Yeah. Their story from day one has been about reverse climbing. I feel like I read that word in the subtitles. 30 times today, uh, 30 times on this episode. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I just felt like they repeated that phrase so often. I get it. That's their story. Um, mm-hmm. And then they had a lot of footage to show the fact that they were fifth and sixth. What did you think about like them saying, oh, maybe our boss wanted us to go sixth, <laughs> be last? Very, I, yeah, I can see their boss say that because I feel like he likes to see the growth of a group, that journey instead of like, you know, you just pop at the top. Like he likes to see the journey. And I think breakers are going through that right now. Like, man, this group is going through a lot of things, man. And you know, it, I think it turns out for the best for them. And 
I don't what more to say. I mean, their boss, uh, I, you know, controversial, but I agree. You know, I'm gonna see them uh, kind of like be on the uh, on the on that tough journey to, I guess, uh, to success. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, a lot of the story is definitely about the ups and downs of Brave Girls, not just within the show, right, but then within the history of their, their group. Um, they're definitely a smaller group that didn't have the same resources. Uh, Brave Bros being, you know, having some level of success in the past, and I think they were able to start their own company, um, but... You know, really just trying to give them resources and trying to give them a product to be successful. A lot of changes to the groups also, um, with just the number of members shrinking um, over over the years. Um, and then also just all of that reflected within the show, right? So, you know, always talking, well, not always, but like, you know, a repeated um, storyline of them, you know, going through the ups and downs of not knowing if they wanted to do music until Roland happened. And then... Just coming coming onto the show, um, trying to level their expectations, understanding that they may not be the best um, known group to get all the votes, but then also still being competitive and saying, "Hey, we want to freaking be here and we want to win." So it does, you know, great on someone's ego and anyone's ego that you come into a situation and you feel like you, you put on a great stage. I still think their first stage was probably one of the better stages of that round. And yet, you know, fifth place. And then when they covered mask, I thought that was one of the better stages of that round. Sixth place. So I, I think it, in addition to the fact that they've been through a lot personally, professionally, and then now having to go up against these other groups in competition and then consistently, you know, seen, uh, not seen by the audience. It's tough. It's heavy, right? I think what was probably played into a lot was um, the fact that the other groups felt a certain way for Brave Girls. I don't think necessarily that they looked down on them. I just think that they were unfamiliar with um, Brave Girls career as a whole right um i think unji definitely is uh has mm -hmm. friendships and relationships with a lot of idols so she's known at least but i mean if you told me yuna and yujung just didn't know as many idol friends i would believe it <laughs> i mean it's pretty it, it wouldn't be a, sur a surprise right so i think ultimately just like the lack of relationships prior to the show Probably made it feel really lonely for them. So the fifth and sixth place finishes were probably a lot heavier. And then again, uh -huh. the story of like, hey, reverse climb, reverse climb, let's get there. Um, what did you think about um, them going to the beach? And uh, oh, the car. So they 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 won a car. <laughs> um, did, was that? Go ahead. Sorry. That felt like it was symbolic of like, let's just enjoy the ride. But I don't know. I'm looking into it. What did you think about just like, hey, here's a car for the day? It's a ribbon. Was it a gift? I couldn't tell. Or just for a day? Is it a gift? It, uh, I, if it's a gift, it makes sense. But at the same time, it's like. I mean, it better be because they kind of saved the company. 
Uh, Anyways, true. if that if that's from Brave Bros, yeah, that that yeah, because I was thinking that was from Mnet. Oh, huh? I thought it was from Brave Bros. Well, anyway, yeah, if it's from Brave Bros, now, they now, better give them a car. But if it's from Mnet, now, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Now I'm as confused as you are. I don't know, but they nevertheless they got the car top down. Let's go to the beach. Let's reshoot. We ride, right? Ah. <sighs> Another nostalgia trip. What what can you say? Like this is just a bunch of nostalgia. Looking back trip for very fitting for the final episode. Um, and it perfectly set up for their stage. Yeah, let's let's talk about their stage. Um, what did you think about it? And no, we're at the beach. Got some beach outfits. Uh, did you feel like you were at the beach? And are you ready for summertime? Um, hold on, let me pull up my notes. Okay, first of all, I appreciate them dancing bare feet in this performance. You know, I I heard it's tough to dance bare feet and on a stage. And you know, um, criticism again. I feel like I've seen enough beach teams through Hyorin that <laughs> I feel like um, like uh, it's like the same kind of feeling when I see um, uh, what's the name VVZ's uh, stage. I feel like I've seen it, you know, but I can appreciate everything because it was well done but again like the the whole feeling of like ah, another beach theme <laughs> kind of like overshadowed like my whole like experience watching the the performance but yeah i mean um <laughs> go ahead chris but I, like I'm, I'm trying to gather what what's the right thing to say yeah, no, no worries. Um, I think overall it's a very fun stage, right? I think they did want to lean heavily into the Summer Queens concept of everything. Um, I think for the most part, this is this this should be what they they double down on as far as their concept, right? Maybe mm. moving forward, they just have one release every year, and it's in June. You know, would that be the worst thing for them? Maybe not. If um, if it kills, if it you know, if it, the whole nation loves it, then no. Yeah, right. So I think they could, there's definitely a a spot for that for them. Um, considering just how successful they've been from an old song from Roland, um, and just what that meant for the for the company. As far as the performance goes, um, I really like the singing. Um, I thought Unji had a lot yeah, of great yeah. parts. Um, you know, from what we've learned about Unji on the show, she is like this incredible dancer. Probably can open up a dance studio instead of being on Brave Girls if you know that didn't happen for them in 2020. Um, so it was really uh-huh. cool that we got to see that side of her performance ability, her idol talents, uh, kind of be on the forefront. Um, and I did think Yuna also had a lot, a lot of great singing parts. Um, yeah, and it wasn't just uh, Min Young with like the power vocals because it, it does feel like Min Young's very, very like the character of Brave Girls as far as the singing, the 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 music style. 
So like I yeah. I like it. I think it's good, but I also think it's really cool that like there's variation now in this song in particular that oh I can I can hear it Unji. I can hear Yuna. Like okay cool. Like there's there's more to it. So it kind of to me expands the character of Brave Girls musically. Mm-hmm. Um it adds to it, right? Um I think all those things played really well. Um so full disclosure, we we recorded the Soju Talk Nation after show May recap um yesterday. Um, oh, I see. I had uh Zondi and Nina on. We talked yeah. about uh, we talked about some stuff. We talked about Brave Girls and Queendom. And Nina, uh she she worked in Forever 21 in the 2010s. Um I think what was her title that she mentioned? I think it was something along the lines of like styling and um like styling products and stuff essentially like she she knows fashion products right okay and, and like trends but i asked her what is it about brave girls and she goes i really don't like their stylist <laughs> it was it was funny it was good. Uh, but yeah she explained it and then i was like okay coming from a woman who works? Who worked in fashion? In fashion, I yes. understand now. So essentially, what she was saying, it's outdated. Where the, the there's versions of outdated that you can do where it's like vintage, right? This is just like you pulled this out of a rack on 2020, uh, 2010. Right? You went to 2010 Oof. and is is kind of she didn't say that, but this is like the the idea of it, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And all all of that. It doesn't help the fact that like they they are older women, you know, they're in their thirties, but then you're styling them like they were teenagers in twenty ten. So it's like there's this really weird like mix yeah, yeah, of, like, yeah. feeling of like, oh like uh, but that outfit is from when they were teenagers. It doesn't work anymore, kind of thing. I see. You know what? You know, that makes a lot of sense. You know, Nina, thank you for that insight. It kinda like I guess Fill in the blanks, like you know why we know we talk about popularity about Brave Girl. How you know why aren't I, why are they not getting it? And I think outdated. It's one of the main reasons because I feel like their staff is like the same staff they had like years ago, and then you know it's like old people trying. Okay, I'm gonna make fun of myself. It's like when old people trying to think of something new but using their knowledge from the past <laughs> oh, I, I 100% understand that you know what I'm saying like it, I feel yeah. like that's I, I feel like that's like that's what's befalling brave girls yeah I totally understand that it, it's it's as if and maybe they do consult with other people they just don't listen to them but it's, it's as if they don't have people um, who are more in touch with current styles and fashions and trends in the room with them when they collaborate on these ideas right or if they do they don't yeah consider them and also i think the brave sound the brave bros i think like he has a hard time kind of evolving his sound to the modern sound because if you see if you listen to modern uh brave brave sound songs they they tend to sound similar in a way like there's there's changes but maybe there's no evolution to the next generation there's there's the characteristic 2010 saxophone 
Yes, yes. Oh my goodness, that is my just... God. We f- we figured it out. We cracked the code. Oh my God. But Brave Bros. The building is in a time need capsule new, from 2000. They need new interns. Need new interns. Yeah. Um, and, and I can also like rationalize that maybe a lot of the reason why they don't have a larger staff or at least new staff is they couldn't hire anyone, right? Because um, not the small company. You got to keep it small. You got to keep the staff the same for the most part. Or you lose staff over time. You know? or, um, so which is which is good. You can get young, the, the interns. You know, they, they will say yes to most jobs. You know, you know, you remember that. Yeah. We say yes to anything. Yeah. yeah. But you got to listen to the interns then at that point. You got to be like, hey, interns, yeah, we need yeah. your input. Do this. Yes. But, yeah. Yes. So, so I, I don't know. I'm... I'm hopeful that Brave Girls will still be popular and well-known. Um, they can still do a sound like this. I think this is the most updated version of Roland, like I said last week, that they've ever done. Um, but yeah. as far as like new music and direction, I feel like it's just it just might be the same thing for the next year or so. I don't know how so. much more evolution will happen unless they get a completely different production staff. Or at least production um, consultants, or like hire people to be like, "Hey, do a new song, do a song for us." That's like out of our genre. Yeah, yeah. Or just you know, you don't they don't have to change genre. They they can just you know evolve it. You know. Yeah. Like like uh, no, I don't know a good example. I'm sorry, but hopefully, Brave Bros, freaking Mister Kang Dong, I forgot his name, Kang Dong Chol, I think his name. Yeah. Please, please hire more people, young. New people with new ideas. Well, I told Nina they should hire her as the stylist. Oh, she she's she's got it. She's got you know the self. That's that's one that's one aspect they can fix. Yeah. Um, to close up on the uh, performance, I think overall, just a fun light end cap to the show. I don't think it did anything too extravagant. It wasn't like super like amazing and relative to the other stages. I think it was just a nice fun, like, here you go. Like we're we're gonna end on a, a summer nights party. I think that was pretty yeah. pretty cool and pretty light. Um, nicely done. Yeah. Great. Um get into the epilogue. <laughs> so they do an epilogue song. Um, yeah. For Queendom, we've got Anha, Sola, Ijin, Yuna, Shoren, and uh, Yeso joins them later. Um, she wasn't there for the recording session. Um, what do you? Yeah, think? yeah. What? She... Well, well, <laughs> uh, well I'll, I'll just, I'll just throw this in now. Hey, Yun is there. She greets them. Um, what are, yeah, Sunbenim. What are, what, what are your emotions? How did you feel about them coming together, kind of reflecting on their time on the show? Mnet is very, very uh, sly, you know, because they've been teasing this whole song throughout the episode. That uh, melody when they when they show when it was like a sad or uh, that melody, the that's that's this song. I'm like, whoa! I thought I thought it was some other song, so that's really nice. And um. What was what, what, what? I lost my train of thought. 
No, yeah, so it was it was interesting that the the, the beat and the melody were already used throughout the show. Um and, uh, okay, and okay. that the uh the yeah, members yeah. were just like, Oh, we've heard this. We know where this was. This entire time we were going to sing a song with lyrics um to this beat. Um uh, a nice little realization for there. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, Taeyeon came and visit and she gave him like this really nice I guess uh, an advice that can take a, a lifelong advice. So that's 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 really nice. Uh, sad Yeso couldn't be there, but she already did her part. Like earlier, I think she recorded it another time. Yeah, yeah, that was really nice to um, you know, get them all together. I wish Yeso was there. The part that really stood out to me was um, just how much love and reverence. Um, everyone had for Tan. Because uh, Hyorin, yeah. Hyorin is the the the, the son on the show for the groups. But as soon as Tan was in the room, she goes, "Oh my god, sister, older sister, honey." It's just like, honey, yeah. Oh wow! Like they really do like think about her in a different light than everything else. And I think it was really um, illuminating when Tan kind of gave them really? advice when you know she really talked to them as like years but then also someone who's also who's been there um and i'm paraphrasing but she gave them words of encouragement of um she understands the pressure of being on a show like this competition show where now you're being judged by the entire world um but you know don't lose sight of why you're here don't lose sight of why you want to be an idol or a musician or an artist because she's seen people along the way lose their way and then quit and then lose who they are as people um again i'm paraphrasing but it was just really a kind moment uh for tan because i don't think she had that much interaction on the show with the rest of the groups um yeah that's sad but it kind of goes to show that one like the relationship between her and hyorin is is real it's strong but then she's also self-aware of what's happening on the show right and i think that's a really great piece of wisdom she can impart on them and especially yeah. the younger members. I mean, Heejin. Yeah. And I call you a knee. Now it's like, <sighs> like yeah. if you, like if you take a look at it, like I know SNSD is like a second generation, but I feel like she's first into, like, like this type of like modern, uh, not modern. Like she's like the step into like the modern K-pop. In terms of how do I say, in terms of uh, reception, because first gen, how do I, okay, let me let me explain this way. Like, first gen K-pop fans are primarily Koreans, right? But SNSD, they started off Korean, but then that's like this branch when the global audience starts looking in. So I think like that experience like she, she pretty much like first gen K-pop global kind of um, phenomenon, I guess you can call that. And all this advice is very crucial and very unique coming from her because she's like the uh, like the first group of people that kind of have that attention. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to build off that. So I also think it's, um, you know, the first gen in. The internet age right mm-hmm. our first, yeah, yeah, yeah. first gen k-pop was in the mid 90s pre the internet 
what does that That's mean true. as far as accessibility who saw the product um and the ability for it to be a global product um and then snsd happens in 2000s the internet happens and yeah it's a slow start at first but 2010 happens and youtube everyone sees freaking the girls Everything. generation song um g i still watch it i'm just like yeah i watched this in college <laughs> this is how i know k-pop i downloaded this for two days <laughs> <laughs> on on 50 on what 56k is that what phone line was oh that's amazing that, that's like amazing <laughs> yeah no it's just Oh yeah, two days on a, uh, for a video. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So again, it's like I think that is also very much in parallel to Taeyeon's journey, in the sense that um, this is how you interact with the audience. This is how media has evolved and changed. She's seen it all, and yeah. you know she's kind of imparting this wisdom on this generation of you know, young young people in the industry. It's like yeah, no, the internet is just a very high pay high uh, high information age. Where it's like yeah. you just have everything at your fingertips, so it's going to just feel far more impactful and pressurized than it's ever felt before. Um, but just hold strong because, again, like you just don't want that to erode who you are as a person. I think that was just a great message. Yeah, yeah, she literally came from like a career where she can see her fan in front of her to a tablet that she can just tap in her finger, yeah. in her hand. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, yeah, really great moment of reflection there. I thought that was very fitting for this episode because again, it's the yeah. end of uh, end of the road for a lot of these uh, for the show, but it's not the end of the road as far as the careers because, um, and we'll, I can talk. We'll talk about this now. So there's a very clear difference between Queendom One and Queendom Two that I want to get your opinion on. That I saw. Oh, okay. It's the fact Hope I can that answer this. in Queendom One, you had. The newest group was G Idol, who was out for about a year, right? And then everyone else was kind of in the mid, uh, mid careers between yeah. Mamamoo, a- no Mamamoo and Oh My Girl. So those those two, mm-hmm. right? And then essentially you had the rest of the three on the way out, with AOA, Lovelies, and Park Bomb. Park Bomb kind of yeah. weird, nebulous place. Um, I don't think she she will be part of like the larger Korean, uh, K-pop anymore um but definitely still present in music yeah yeah and then the results happen and then this is where those careers are now with those groups from kingdom one the big difference for me in kingdom two all of these groups are essentially just starting right um i think hyorin is probably the one that you can make case of like oh she's just been there for like 15 years and she'll just keep going forever in perpetuity um, okay yeah sure but vvz yes they were gfriend but this is a closing of the book for them as G4. Yeah. They want to now transition into this new part of their life. They're not even old people. But what? Umji is like 22, 23? I forgot. <laughs> she's, not, she's not old, right? But still, it's like, no, this is VVZ restarting and just now going into the rest of K-pop. And technically, they're rookies. Um, and then you have Kepler, who is legitimately a rookie with a 16-year-old Yeso saying, hello, hi, I'm still in school. Hey, young man, I'll see you in class. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then in a weird way, kind of a restart for Yujin, right? You know, now that she's no longer with CLC. Yeah. Um, and then we have Ujusonyo and Luna, who I think are probably around the same, um, I guess, like, seniority level. Um, 
But now it's like, how do you translate the international success and popularity you have to like tangible success? And I feel like for we just only here, you know, we get the results at the end. But for Luna, I think it's just more momentum for them to really reach out to the international fans because now it's like very clear that the international fans showed up, showed out for them. Um, Yeah. I will quickly insert the yes, I will be seeing them in August in San Francisco. Hello, I am very happy. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Right, right. Um, and then with Brave Girls. Yeah, no, it, again, a restart. We They didn't think they were going to be in K-pop two years ago. And now they have to find a way to continue because I think they have a lot of great momentum. I think people understand yeah. the story. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it's it's not over. They got to keep working. So... For me, this Queendom 2 is all about closing the book on one part of life, but also knowing that the story continues. And it's, this is the start of a new story for them at the end of this mm-hmm. um, series. Um, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts about kind of being the new start for a lot of these groups after this show? Yeah, I feel like that's true for most groups. But... Um... I can't talk to other groups because I feel like Uji Sonya has always been like mid, mid-high popularity, global and domestic. So like they have no problem. They have the fan base, especially after that drama, Bona kind of boost them up. Um, but for Luna, like they they struggle domestically, but I think, and they, you know, I don't have, I don't have to say what their uh, global success is, but this is um, not really a closing book for them. It's like it's opening a page in like in Korea's eyes that Luna does exist and the world saw it. So you should too. Kind of deal. That's really good. Yeah, that, that made yeah. me feel all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> okay. Um, let's go to the finale, the final. Results. Zareveal the results. Spicy or not? We well, let's first start by saying they drag this out for thirty minutes. Seriously. Heyun was dying because she didn't want to do it. <laughs> she kept saying, "And we'll come back in a minute." And I was like, I was like, I was like, if I skip ten minutes, will they, will they still at this? And and yeah, probably I, I should have skipped ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. There was a moment in that entire section where Taeyeon like either drops her cue cards or just is completely lost in her cue cards, and they have to show a different camera. So it's not her like kind of fig- like reading on the spot because it's like I'm sure all of them say the same thing like you know cut to commercial, like leave a cliffhanger, and she's just like so irritated. I would be irritated. I'm just projecting. Sorry, Taeyeon. Can I? That wasn't her. Can I go home now, please? <laughs> what are we done? Um, yeah, the 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 full results weren't posted. They get you know, it's live graphics, so they just made it really simple and easy for everyone. And they just had Ujisonyo and Luna called up as the top two of the show. Cumulative points. Amazing. Very odd. Um, well, let me get your take on it. So what did you think about those two groups being at the end? Surprised. 
first of all, I don't think Luna's gonna make top two. I thought they're gonna be like three, if I'm being biased, three or four, right? Because I I just look at their points. Like they don't have the points. They have to score a perfect. I, I was like, they they really have to match the score perfect if they want to win first. And guess what? They did score a near perfect for their final performance. Full tally on the live show, thirty thousand. And oh, we skipped the video ranking, did we? That they 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 stopped in the middle. They didn't show it um a few times, but it's just a lot of detail. I, well, I, I okay, I'll. We can go through it if you'd like. Yeah, oh, let me find that. Okay, like kind of like in between performances, I think between Kepler and BBG, they announced like the the video ranking, which is how you how do you what's I think what's that, the video ranking? Like, I have no idea. I want to say that's the like, total number of views throughout the entire show. Yeah, but what vid? Oh, oh, you mean performance from last? One? It might be total because that was really unclear. I wasn't so sure what they meant by that because it was clear about the Spotify streams. Um, they 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 were really clear. It's like one stream a day from that playlist. Like it had to be specifically from that playlist. So that made sense. Yep. But no, I, it, it, I wasn't sure about the video, and I was just assuming that it was the cumulative views throughout the entire series. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, Luna won first that one. And VVZ won second. Uh, so Luna won first on video. First on the fan vote that I think we kind of, uh, we know last time, right? Yeah, and then the performance. The only thing they didn't win is like the second, which is like the fan, um, I forget what, what the name was, but if you see the tally, it's like 30,000 and then it's like 9,000 something. If they won first on both categories, it would be 10,000, but they got... But like I said, they scored almost near perfect. <laughs> and that surprises me. That really surprised me. And I was like, you know when they called their name and they jump up like, like what the heck? We did? Like, it, that was that why was too. Because I was expecting to be Uju Sonya. I, I, I do expect them to be top two. And either... VVG or Hyorin, but yo, Luna. Yeah, Luna definitely is the strongest climber of the entire show. And I do think a lot of that had to do with orbits, for sure. Um, 100%. But I, I think there's an, underlo- an underdog story that was kind of flew under the radar. It's the fact that they didn't get any points for round one. So it felt like either the audience or people just in general like felt really bad for that and just decided like we're going to try to vote them as much as possible. And if they had just a good to great person, great stage, like it didn't have to be like, the most amazing stage, but if it was like good enough, it's like, oh, that's pretty good. And it's like uh, that was enough to push people in that sympathetic way, mm. right? Um, because we saw what happened with the sympathetic vote on the Fantastic Song Challenge. Uh, yes, Brave Girls... I'm glad you're still on the show, but my God, perfect, amazing, yeah. right? So it does make sense that people saw that or people like rationalized that, like the general audience rationalized, like, hey, like, you know, we let's let's try to give Luna a chance to win, right? And they saw that as kind of a messed up 
situation at the beginning. Thanks, COVID. Um, but COVID. yeah, but so conversely with that, I think the most surprising result is the the biggest drop off, which is raid raid boss Kyoden. Yeah, you know, killing wow. it the first four or five weeks of this entire series, number one everything, and then fourth. Let me pull up that result. Yeah, uh, I was really Crazy. surprised because that stage was... I can imagine that stage in person is really, really good. I mean, th- that was the only stage that interacted with the fans and the crowd. I mean, Youngji, that was pretty fire. Um, I I don't really know how to rationalize it aside from voter fatigue. And just like they, people wanted to vote for something else at a certain point. You um, think so? Even the the live face. That's, that's the thing. The f- it's like I'm really con- confused as to why the live responded that way. But I that's the only reason or rationale that I can kind of bring up bring to myself. That. Let me look at it. Yeah, Dude, she got last on the live. The, the live. She mm-hmm. got a thousand eight one eight one eight points out of thirty thousand. That's great. I, wow. I mean, it could be like going first was actually detrimental <laughs> but i thought that was a crazy pop off stage though i did uh, yeah it felt like a really great opening stage i guess that's what it is ultimately just an opening stage wow um yeah i think those are the, the other that's the only one that really surprised me um oh uh on a, on a happy note i'm really happy that vvz got third that just goes <laughs> to show that I think on yeah. the objective, like technical aspects of a performance, people did see just like how good BBC performed. Um, I think that's a good spot for them. I think they were going to be unbothered if they lost, but that shows that people recognize, right? Yeah, that's Audience good. Saw them as like, hey, this is this is they're good. This is G friend reincarnated, um, mm-hmm. and and we we appreciate and want kind of to uh, hold, hold the space for them and allow them to you know, be recognized. I don't know. I loved it. So I was really happy with that. Kepler, yeah. fifth. Not surprised, honestly, for me. Again, happy to be there. Fourth, fifth and sixth, I'm probably not surprised about that. Yeah, Brave Girls at six is kind of a bummer, but... It's a bummer, but yeah. Yeah, I think they, they've kind of accepted it, right? And yeah. it didn't mean it didn't mean that they were being eliminated because that's the end of the show. So there are fewer stakes <laughs> for being sixth, right? Like it, it, sixth and fifth and fourth essentially are all the same in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um third third you can make the argument that's like if they just got a few more votes they could have gotten second. But I think yeah, third yeah. for VVZ is, is a good spot for me. Right. Um can we can we talk about uh, the result the, the the sadness on the stage all right so again they took 20 minutes just to call out freaking uji sonyo as the winner oh. of queendom do you want to go or do i should i go because i'm just gonna go start ahead. crying okay so xc has a complete breakdown that is like the most like gut-wrenching emotional like sad happy cry i've ever seen in my entire life like she, it feels like the entire the entire weight of the world was both placed on her shoulders and then removed. 
And I was just like, I, I started crying. I will just say that right now. Like I was just, I was sitting back in my chair and I was just like, and then boom, hit me too. Then they go to everyone else and everyone else is balling. It was really fitting that Bona was the one that took the microphone first because we, the story in the show and for Lu, for Uji Sonyo is that she is the rock. She is the support for Exy. You know, she's yeah. the, the, the true homie, right? Um, the VP. She, yeah, the VP. She was crying, but she held it together and she was able to get uh, her message across. Then they move the mic along. I think it's Yorm who's next. Crying, <laughs> crying baby. Oh my God. <laughs> that was uh, great. Uh, amazing. Um, and then they give it to Dayang. Uh, oh, what is happening? I don't understand like how she's both like sad and an anime character. <laughs> oh, what? Um, and then Lutta talks. Thank you. Good, good to see you. I really like that you're here. Please talk more. Please, camera, show her. Uh, Subin talks. Subin, I think, is the most um, put together out of all of them. She is. She is. Right? Um, and then they get to Sola. Did Sola talk? I can't remember if she talked. She was in, I'm pretty sure everybody did. Everybody did. Yeah, she was in the, the white dress. She had a moment. Um, My favorite, though. Okay, so you gotta set this up. So she's bawling. She is crying. In the back, do you see who runs up to be there for her? It's Shinbi. <laughs> and she's just there, just like, you did it, best friend. I, when I saw that and then I watched it again, I'm, I want to cry right now. It's like, it's just like everything to me because, you know, BBC means a lot to me. So it's just like Sinvi and that friendship and that they've been best friends since they were like children and just like get, supporting her in a way for when she finally gets the microphone, you know, Unsua yeah. goes into it. So Unsua, um, take it away. What do you think? How, how'd she do? I like her father was so adorable. She tried to hold back her tears. But she couldn't. <laughs> that was just that was just gold. I really like you can you can see the emotion and what this means to her. And you know, going back to XC, I don't think she said a word, did she? She just she oh. just bawled like. We'll get to XC. Go ahead. Finish up an answer. Oh, you know, uh, you know to to put on a thing you said about what this means to XC, like. I feel like if there's one thing in the world that Exe wanted at this moment in her life, it's winning Queendom. And she did it. You know, and, and that just like that to me I feels like that she went through a lot of things that she couldn't accomplish. Right? And then finally having things going her way, like Break broke her down, hap, you know, in a in a happily uh, joyous moment like this. So yeah. that's really nice. Um, real quick, and so thanked um everyone that worked with them. That was really touching. Um, everyone from the producers, um, costume, makeup, choreographers, <sighs> all the managers that you know hung out with them during all the sleepless nights, 24-7, trying to practice and work on the songs and stages. Uh, that was really meaningful. I was, man, I was, I got emotional. 
Uh, for Rexy, yeah, now this meant everything to her. It shows. I'm going to start crying. Shows. I can't talk about <laughs> it. I understand. Um, yeah, she... she Let it out, Chris. She, Let it out. She couldn't get words out, man. Um, she was crying the entire time. And then when it finally came to her, it made sense that she you know, got it together and was just really appreciative for the experience because you know, she's been in music for a long time. Um, long time, yeah. I mean, episode one, they cut to her on... on was it Unpretty Rap Stars? Right. Uh, yeah. The, the first time she ever like shown to the world. Yeah, and that was the the OG one with with Hyorin's like Hyorin's like the what twenty five. Oh wow! Look at that! Look at that connection. Hyorin was there. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That was the story for uh, episode one. Um, they yeah. were because they were a starship, so they knew each other, and then they were each other's yeah. support. Um, and it was just like yeah, no, X has been in the game for a long time, and then she just has like so much musical ability that uh. For whatever reason, you know, it's just it's just very hard, right? You know, she can rap, she can sing, she produces, she can dance, she does everything. But K-pop is a freaking a tough business, man. And sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you just don't have the ability to be as successful. Although you know, Cosmic Girls, I think, it has shown that uh, China is yeah, yeah. is a ride for ride or yeah. die for Cosmic Girls. But still, um, on a human level, I think it's just it's just so meaningful to her. Um, yeah, and, she and the fact that she did it for her members, like you know that that was the story for her the entire time. Oh yeah, that's just so meaningful. Like if you see her, um, Sonya's first win ever, like she cried the same way. She cried the same way. So, but that's why she's my. This means a lot. Yeah, her and I have the same. I, I'm barely holding it together right now. Um, <laughs> and then as they passed the microphone off, uh, thank God Yeonjun was able to speak because she she didn't. And I was like, oh my God, she's not going to be able to speak. And she thanked um, Wujus. Um, so thank you. My God, thank you for getting the, the microphone. Ujangs. Yeah, you the are Ujangs. now officially in Ujang. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, that was great. She kept it together too. So she was the other one that was not like dying. Um, all right, yeah. so I, I will give this to you now, sir. Speak on the behalf of Luna and how incredibly grateful they were for being there because they were very nice. They're very kind. Uh, it's like it's like the the best uh, scenario for them because they won like the last fin- the finale for, for God's sake in the matter that they did. And like at the end, they just sit there. Yeah, we did our best. Like, we're we're good. We can go home and be happy, because none of them expect to go up to that top two. And when it got called, like Yojin immediately like burst crying, and then not. And I I I got I was like I wasn't emotional because I was more surprised. Like I was like, what the going on i need to see the points i need to see the points and it really like it really bothers me like i really want to see this point like they didn't post it like the next day uh the entire uh tally so and i was so proud of them for doing the best that they could in the last stage and finished the way they did after a disastrous beginning yeah 
You know, I know. I know what I'm saying. Let I'm proud out. of them. Let it out. You are they... trying to. You see no, me? I'm not. You can't see me. You can't see me. Ha ha ha. You are sad. <laughs> but. <laughs> no, I. It was a great yeah. experience for them. I would say. Um, it, I think I mentioned this before, but it feels like Luna has just been around for a decade. But they haven't. <laughs> 2018 right officially debut 2018 um because of all of like the prep work and the history of luna so i think 2018 four years yeah but um was it two years of pre luna stuff right it was the the person of the month yeah and then and and then it was the units solos units solos units yeah solo units like that (laughs) yeah so two years of that so it does feel like they've been around forever, but really all these kids are like in their early 20s. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, they got a long way to go, which is good because this is a lot of momentum moving into the rest of the career. Like you said earlier, this is, hey, Korea, we're great. Now you know we're great. And everyone's like, yeah, you guys are great. Cool. We'll, we'll buy your albums and go to your shows because that, that is how they will survive. Um, I'm going. In, in the States and internationally, uh, they sold out immediately. Um, I, I'll quickly I'll go over my ticketing experience. The site, uh, the website is from the venue. The venue regularly does big shows, so it, it flows very easily. It's very quick. Um, it's a general admission seating for everything. So I didn't have a assigned seat. So as soon as I jumped in, I tried for VIP. Um, it said it was sold out. I tried again. It was said it was sold out. I tried a third time. And I was like, okay, it's a minute in. I need to just get a ticket. So I got general admission tier one, which is the cheapest. Checked out. Got it. No wow. Problem. Easy. My God. Um, and then I refresh at 8.05, sold out. Uh, 8.05 a.m. in the morning because Korean Standard Time, 12 a.m. Um, yes, that, that was the situation. Thank God the venue has its own ticketing site. It's all going to be general admission. But I do have to get there maybe three hours early. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was it. So uh, like I said, that is a reflection of the popularity of Luna everywhere else in the world. Please let this be them moving forward in Korea because we'd love to see it. Uh, how was your ticketing experience? Well, we they're having at the Wiltern. Now, the Wiltern have its own also website, but not for this event. So we have to go to either Access or Ticketmaster, which we direct you to Live Nation. And I'm like, oh. So I came in, queued, I got like 200-something space. I'm like, okay, that's good. That's good. I came in, I already have a strategy, right? I'm going to get floor, right? If I can't get floor three times, I'm going to the, because they have a, the, the way Wiltern is, is floor on the bottom and then they have like a balcony. I'm trying to get as far front in the balcony as possible. And to my dismay, First one, I got I got floor. I went to pay, and guess what? Someone took it. Second one, same thing. The, when I would try to try the third one, it starts thinning out, right? That the list starts thinning out. So I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna get it because I'm not gonna steal it. So I went straight to the the first row. I, I didn't even look. I just clicked the area, and uh. I got the second row of like the first bucket. 
Ah, that was stressful. Stressful. And after I bought, after I buy that, after I go through the ticketing, I went back to see again uh, what's available. Uh, yeah, it's all, it's all gone. <laughs> Yeah, it was a wild ride for everyone on Friday, um, North America. Well, wow. at least my legs won't be tired. Yeah. Um, I get a nice bird-eyed view. No, I think I feel like Balcony is a really good play if you want to just see and experience everything. Um, yeah, no, with Luna getting second place, a lot of heartfelt messages throughout the, um, you know, the end there. Uh, Eve... Is Eve just the leader? I swear. Like, she's like, well, they called her captain. So I, I, I just assume now she's the leader. She's uh, the, pra- the practice leader. Hazel is like, like, if they go somewhere, like, she's like the leader. Yeah. Uh, I think Kim Lip is like the lead. Like, they, they toss it to her if she wants to talk, if, if there's something to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I see that too. Yeah. It's like, just... Hazel is the leader, like, in behind mm-hmm. all that and the scenes. Yeah. But she's like, She's the officially quote unquote leader of the OD12. It's it's good because I think they have a really good distribution of responsibilities. Is how it, it played out on on the show. So yeah, no, a lot of really heartfelt messages. A lot of uh, congratulations to Ujisonyo. Great respect. Um, I loved it all. Um, kind of closing thoughts on everything as we tie it all together. The biggest thing I took away from this entire show, and it showed on that stage, the end. Um, is relationships. I think they all built such strong relationships with each other. Um, oh, it was just yeah. so heartwarming. The one that I, I took notice um, the most from the Luna side when it was all done, confetti was falling. Um, it was Chori turning around to her older sister Unji. And I was yeah. like, oh, they are best friends. <laughs> it's like holy crap. Um, um, and then you just saw all the different like members disperse and just t- talk to each other and everything. Um, Unsu and Hyorin have a connection. That energy makes sense, hundred percent. Sense. Uh, any any moments on that final farewell that really uh, stood out to you? I wish I was there. Um, uh, I I don't remember the. <laughs> The whole uh, walk off at the end, greeting the fans. I don't remember what happened. I think I was just blacked out. I, I was pretty much I I was I was I was sitting back in my chair like this and just watched the thing just goes by, literally, because they just we just we did it. We're here. But yeah, that was fun. I really liked though. Um, uh, after everything was done, like every group, like did a group hug and did their um their chant that was at the really end nice. that was really nice yeah a great moment for everyone um yeah it's yeah. it's a really nice end to a long journey a long series of groups that you know we all like to varying degrees and now love even more so yeah um one quick note that plays into your fomo can i be in front <laughs> row when subin walks by because apparently she'll just take everyone's phone and record her face and everyone's face. Yep. Subin yep. is an MVP for the, for the fans. Thank you, Subin. You are that's, doing God's work. That's my goal in life to get someone to take my phone and do that. 
I wonder if I should shoot my shot and put a note that says enter number here. <laughs> what? Put a note. You got floor, right? You got floor, right? For Luna? Well, Luna's general. Everything's general. Oh, so oh, you, so it's you, different. You have, yeah, that's the only venue that, that's doing that. So you literally have to be there like five hours before maybe. Um, but the thing is, Shit. VIP is mixed in there. I don't know how the VIP is going to work. Some places have it where it's just like throw you all in the same line. It's like, well, cool. Usually VIP have their own section in front of the GA. Yeah, yeah. Like they keep, they tell people it's like, if you're VIP, just move up to the front of the line and then GA step back. Did you get the VIP? Not. Ah, you can throw your phone. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if it's general, it, well, the thing is, if VIP is still only like, I don't know, 10%, 15% of the crowd and it's open. I just need to like slide in. Just, yeah. Let's just hope they don't have a barricade. Yeah. Yeah. I just they keep, did that yeah. on like some theaters do that. They barricade like, yeah. Like when I went to Dreamcatcher, um, they barricade the VIP from like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I get to see Luna. So that, that's great. That's great. Hopefully I can just shoot my shot and say, Hey, I love you. Marry me. Eve. Eve. Eve's just <laughs> All right. Oh, that that does it for for every everything, man. Ten weeks, crazy. Um, any wow. closing thoughts you have on this amazing ride, amazing journey of Ah, <sighs> uh, not much, man. Uh, emotionally spent from that last episode. It's really nice. Uh. Even with all the criticism we had about the show, I feel like that last episode kind of erased everything. I don't know. That's bad. That's that's Mnet. You sly you. You just make one good episode and makes make everyone forget about all your horrible doings. Uh, but we are, we are what we are. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, this is an incredible time recording all these episodes with you, sir. Um, yeah, yeah. It's really given me a great routine throughout the week. Um, nice little structure for my own life. I don't know what I'm going to do anymore. I don't know what I'm going to fill up the time with, to be honest. Because uh, <laughs> I, I love this show. I love. I, I've come away loving all of the groups, all the performers. Um, Hyorin, you know, have a deeper respect for her than I've ever had. Um, and just and that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. Um, I just really love what the show eventually landed on as far as like the emotional mm-hmm. stakes and the beats yeah. that it represented, right? Um, whatever you think of Mnet as a company, you know, they produced something that made you emotionally care about yeah. these people, right? It's the, about the real people in these groups and the musicians behind it, right? So I think that was still a net positive in just how we consume K-pop and and the k-pop entertainment business yeah all right yeah all right um we'll now ending credits <laughs> all right let's, let's sign up for the last time i guess and how sad all right <laughs> sad but uh tears of joy tears of joy thank you everyone for listening to the soju sessions on the soju talk nation podcast feed subscribe on youtube follow on spotify apple podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts and continue the conversation on the Soju Talk K-pop podcast discord. 
for the last time on Queendom 2. For Reach, I'm Crispy, and this has been the Soju Sessions. Mm -hmm.